welcome to the League of Logic podcast, a podcast where you can learn how to think for yourself. If you'd like to learn more about what we are doing, check out our website at leagueoflogic.com. Inside the website, you'll find study tools that will help you understand some of the topics that we cover in these conversations. We also have an app that is available on the App Store and on Google Play Store. Please leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening it would uh, help us out a lot in getting the word out. Also, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching the video on YouTube or Rumble, please subscribe, uh, follow, or hit whatever button you got to push to keep up with us so you know when new videos and podcasts are coming out. Thank you for listening to the League of Logic podcast. And now, get ready for a much-needed conversation about truth. I was waiting for someone else to do it. Yeah, that was doing. That's your call sign now. <clears throat> but I tell you, the whole Ric Flair skit thing from last week has been a hit. People have talked more about Ric Flair than our content. <laughs> <laughs> the Nature Boy. Yeah, the Nature Boy. That's how popular he was. Pops, he came over. He was like, "Man, I hadn't thought about Ric Flair in years." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't his daughter wrestling? I, think, I don't know. I think she is. I quit watching it when it turned fake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunch of sissies tell them whoever they don't want to hurt each other. <laughs> Remember back in the day though, man, they would have like uh they would like to cut themselves with razor blades and mm-hmm. stuff so it'd be more blood. You don't remember that, do you? No. <laughs> That's when wrestling was wrestling. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. So yeah, when they went all fake, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> was real, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't know it was ever real. It was never. Real. It was never real. But it he, was real believable. It was believable. It was actually. Uh, you did have to be a tough dude to be a wrestler. <laughs> My favorite wrestler was Rakishi. Who? Rakishi. I don't know who that. I is. ain't got a clue who that is. All right, I won't say anything else about him then. Who's Rakishi? I don't want to say. Why? Because <laughs> his secret move, well, it's not really a secret. I don't know if I should say. <laughs> his famous move, what was he known for? So if he got you in the corner and he'd beat you up pretty good, he would <laughs> pull his boxers down and rub his butt in your face. See, that's why I don't know who he is. <laughs> I just know off of a game. Okay. I used to play a game and you wanted to be Rashishi. Yeah, Rakishi. Oh. And I was like I was like, yeah, Rakishi. And then you do that, oh man, you just got Rakishi son. <laughs> My favorite wrestler was uh Sting. Really? Mm, I like Sting a lot just because of the Scorpion Deathlock. I like the way it was called. I put the scorpion deathlock one time on my brother. We used to, when we were little, we used to get on my parents' bed. You know, it was big, and we'd be like the wrestling ring, and mm-hmm. I'd beat him up like crazy. And then I, one time I put him in the scorpion deathlock, and I had no idea that it really hurt. I thought, you know, this would be cool. But it hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble for that. 
I like the old Igor. You remember him? I remember Igor. Igor was cool. He burned his eyeball out with a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Back when men were men. Yep. Yeah. Hacksaw Jim <laughs> Douglas. Remember him? Walking yep. around with a two by four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that much into it. It was fun back then, man. The Road Warriors. Remember those guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember The Undertaker. Mm hmm. The Rock. Oh, they, that, that's the new generation. Yeah, right. Yeah, The Rock well, started the new generation stuff. I remember The Rock when he first came out. And then this one girl named China. Don't know who she was, but it was hard to beat her on the video game. Basically, all of my experience stems from that one video yeah, game. Yeah, China, China and The Rock were when it started to shift, when mm -hmm. The Rock first got there. So you had, well, and then, uh, uh, what was his name? <clears throat> Goldberg and those guys, when they showed up, the scene started to change. Mm. But originally, you know, I mean, Andre the Giant and Ric Flair and Sting. The Koloffs. The Koloffs. They used to come out there with chains. Now they really did hit with chains. You just had to be able to take it. I'm the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was sir. Great. Yep. Yeah. The Road Warriors. Brett the Heart. I mean, yep. come on, man. <laughs> This, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess y'all have to Google that. Yeah. Oh, you not entertained? Yeah. No, now it's toxic. Yeah, now it is toxic. Can't be a man anymore. Why not? Mm -hmm. Social not? justice is that what it's called, David? Yes, or injustice? Social. Is it social justice or social, social injustice? Social justice. Justice. Okay. Yeah, it's all part of that. Mm. So what is being a man? Well, it involves genitals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that you uh, you don't even get to pick. You're like born that way. And then what you do later in life determines if you're a toxic male or a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Might as well get right off to the bat, right? Just, just. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, yeah. All that stuff ties back to what you last week. I I didn't say what I was thinking, but they do want to in social justice. They want to take the the character of a person and change it so that they do not fall to the or be they're not identified to the bad or toxic characteristics. And with medical news today. I pulled this article up and looked at it last night. And they're saying that toxic masculinity is a harmful concept. And some of the significant importance of manliness that's toxic is based on strength, lack of emotion, self-sufficiency, dominance, and sexual virility. So basically, to be acceptable, you have to be a sissy today. Well, there's a lot of guys out there that are trying really hard then to be acceptable. I guess so. <laughs> Brian's thinking. How do you how do you deal with that and not be offensive? You be a man anyway. You be a man. <laughs> That's right. Be a man. Be a man about it. Just be a man. One of my favorite lines of all movies is in The Godfather. You can learn a lot from The Godfather movies. I heard this week actually it came up that it was the best movie there. Have you never seen The Godfathers? 
No. Oh, you got to watch it. That's tonight, more dude. important than wrestling. You need to watch The Godfather. <laughs> so The Godfather, the original Godfather, the one who was good, right? He, uh, Don Corleone. Mm-hmm. He, uh, there was this singer guy, special, you know, famous dude, the uh, um, the olive oil voice. I can't remember what his name is. He used to lean the microphone over and the girls would go nuts. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that guy wanted a part in a movie. And the guy who was producing the movie wouldn't give him the part. And so he goes to see the Godfather. And he says, this part's perfect for me, Godfather. And he starts crying. He says, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the Godfather stands up and slaps him across the face, said, you can be a man. What is this? Cry like a woman. <laughs> yeah. And that was awesome, man. I say, I use that all the time. But that's what they call, that's what they call ta- taxic, toxic masculinity. Mm. Is the men should not have to suppress their emotions for, because that's toxic. <laughs> I think they're taking an extreme and and uh, trying to push another extreme. We all have emotions, and I think we should understand how our emotions work. But at the same time. We should learn not to let our emotions drive us. Learn how to control our emotions. I mean, there's some situations where it's okay to cry. It's okay to be emotional. I cried when my grandma died. There is this there is this big taboo of, you know, a man shouldn't cry and, you know, big tough guys don't cry and and things like that. But I think there is a balance of, of knowing, knowing when to be reserved, held back, understanding of emotions. I mean, you have to learn to be that way to be married. Mm -hmm. Your, Your wife will be emotional. You have to learn to understand emotions and how they work. Isn't that not like being a grown up though? To learn how to control your emotions, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, y- y- y'all are just y'all are nailing this all the pieces because this this medical news today it says that toxic masculinity is the over emphasis of these traits, which lead to harmful imbalances. And some of the traits are aggression, sexual aggression, or control, showing no emotion or suppressing emotions, hyper competitiveness, needing to dominate or control others, a tendency toward or glorification of violence, isolation, low empathy, entitlement, chauvinism, and sexism. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is a balance. But what their society is saying today is do away with it because we don't have enough adults in the world. Right. I mean, that from listening to two of y'all, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with a bunch of immature children. Children. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And, and so society's getting blamed for all of it. You know, and we're labeled as toxic. Mm-hmm. So I'll make some people mad. You know why there's a such thing as toxic toxic masculinity? You're talking about where it all stemmed from? Mm-hmm. No, you just have some idiots in the world. <laughs> Feminism. That's what I thought. Bunch of ladies that wanted to be dudes. Right? And can't. And so the only way is to suppress a man from being a man. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, somebody's like, that guy's a chauvinist pig. Oink, oink, baby. Yes, that's what happened. It was feminism that started it all. I'm going to bust your bubble. Okay. It wasn't feminism. What was it? In the, the, original, the original concept <laughs> of toxic masculinity uh-huh. came in, in the 80s, and it was defined as the, I don't know how you pronounce this, I'm going to spell it, M-Y-T-H-O-P-O-E-T-I-C. Anybody want to take a shot at that? Myopathical. I guess so. Men's movement. Myopathic. It was men. It was sissy men that did it. Mythopoetic. Mythopoetic. I don't even know what that word means. I know what poetic means. Oh, I, I had to look that up, too. I think I'd have it. <laughs> that's <a word. laughs> but that's basically what it was. It was a bunch of sissy men that wanted to take the roles of women and stay in home and all this other stuff. that uh, And a wanna, lot of psychiatrists that, that pushed this. Man, I tell you, that's the, just so funny. I wish I could say names. Go ahead. I, I can't do it. Do initials. I can't. It's in, it's in the family. You know what I mean? I'd be calling out a family member. Oh, I've got it narrowed down. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's in Brian's family, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Was it men wanting to have women traits, or was it more of just men wanting a lack of responsibility? You got it. A yeah. bunch of children. Lazy people not yep. wanting responsibility. They didn't want to grow up and be responsible. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest shame of it all changing across the board, going away from there being a manhood out there is not only do you have a lack of responsibility from a man, just being a man or a man in his home, you also lose other big important things such as, you know, character, like we talked about mm-hmm. last week. And then also honor, you know, these things just don't exist anymore, and it's more of a selfish world that we live in now. You know, me, 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 and you're not thinking about anything else. Yep. And all the fatherless children out there, mm-hmm. and then they don't have role models. Look, it's, you know, masculinity. I mean, we talk about, you know, your your boy, he's like playing rugby, and he's whooping up on people, and he's bleeding into games and stuff, and you're like, raw. I mean, that's awesome. And that's cool. It is cool. But that that just means he's a good, tough rugby player. Mm-hmm. Doesn't define him as a masculine male. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about a person's character, that's just some, you know what I mean? This is what they're trying to change is the character, the inside. What is his, what is his belief system? Yep. How does he live his life when he's not playing rugby? These are things that should define a man, right? Mm-hmm. Are you looking after your family? And the feminists say, we don't need no looking after. I don't need no man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want to take the lid off of this jar? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's what they're after, though. That's what they're after to change that. And so they, they've they done it by, and, and it was subtle. You know, I watched things say, well, you don't have to be athletic to still be considered a man. And, that was, and that's not a false statement. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could be a musician. You could be, you know, an artist. Mm-hmm. You still be a man. Whatever, but but then they said, well, now whenever you're not being, you know, an athlete or, you know, a ditch digger or guys that get dirty when they go to work, because that's not what defines a man. And then now you're over here in the in the arts, and that's not what defines a man. They keep shifting it over. Well, you don't have to be the breadwinner for the home. Women can do that, and I, you know, I guess they can. Mm-hmm. Part of a, the character of a man is when he has a family, 
he should want to look after it and support it, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that, I mean, the way the economy and things are in the day, you, you got to have two incomes a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But there's still an order to things. And uh, where where do we get that kind of order to a family? Where does How do we know what that order should be? Well, we get. A we have a Bible. book. Yeah. We have a reliable book. Yeah, exactly. We have a standard. Mm-hmm. And inside of that book, does it say if you're not good at football and you're not a man? Not true. It doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Does it say that if you are uh, an artist, you can't be a man? No, it doesn't. No. But it does say, "Man that don't work ought not eat." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever. It does. It does say that a man ought to rule over his household well, and they're going to say that's a terrible word, rule. But I, you know, mm-hmm. it's a I terrible think, word if you rip it out of context. <laughs> There's, I've got five aspects of what a man should be, and I think ultimately, well, the first one is godliness. Mm-hmm. I think a real man should be pursuing godliness. Because who is the ultimate um, example of a man? Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the example of how a man should be. And and as a man, I should be trying to live up to his example. Second is self-control. Exercising discipline. Knowing when to speak, when to not speak. Wisdom, that's trying to be like Jesus mm-hmm. in self-control. The protector, um, actually I wanted, in self-control I wanted to, James actually says it, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Thinking uh, also under the lines of self-control is taking up, responsibility I think that's something we hit around a lot already is a man should take responsibility for not only what he does but also in who is in the care who is in his care Mm -hmm. which leads to the next ones is he's the protector of the family it's the man's responsibility to take care of his own family. Jesus showed that in the way that he took care of the church, the bride of Christ. He gave his life for the church. He's the provider of the church. Jesus gave us everything we need. And then also leadership. The man is responsible for leading the family. You're the one, as a man, you're the one that's going to be given an account of how you led your family. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done. and I think about this, you know, as I was thinking about you know, what a man should be, and I'm, I'm very thankful to have a, a, a father the way I, I had growing up. I think the iron thumb way of leading does not work. And uh, and I and I see 
that and, and other examples. And I look back at, at the way my dad, my dad raised my brothers and I in, in a way. My dad's a tough man. He had a set of rules in his house. These are the rules you followed. And he based his rules on biblical standard, by the way. If you wanted to go off and break those rules, then you would realize very quickly that there was a man in charge. Yeah, right. And uh, I think what sticks out to me the most is, is that dad was consistent with the rules, but he knew how to enforce them with love. And whenever I was in trouble, I, I knew it was because I had done something to hinder or strain our relationship. Whenever the punishment was over, it was over. And I think that's part of the difference of doing things with love and doing them out of love. So, so practically, if I were to do something wrong, you know, growing up, if I were to, you know, d- disobey one of the rules, you know, I would get a spanking for it. When he did, I remember hearing dad tell me, I said, I love you, but I want you to obey me. When the punishment was over, though, so was the rebuke. He didn't nag me about it or tell me how bad of a person I was for breaking the rules. There was consequences for the bad things, learning right and wrong. There was consequences, but when that consequence was over, I was, I was still part of the family. And I think my dad had a very good balance of, of love and discipline. And uh, I think that's important. And, and I was listening to actually uh, Paul Washer explain this very well. Love should be the basis of, of being a man. Jesus showed that love and the way he gave his life for the church. We should lead, provide, protect our family and give our life for our family and take responsibility out of love the way that Jesus did. Women should ought to be really thankful that men have a desire to be a biblical man, particularly following Jesus's lead because he's actually the one who gave women value Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so if you if you're thinking back through history, there has always and there will always be a difference between men and women, and mm-hmm. that is okay. Yeah, a man yeah. is not a woman, and a woman is not a man. Ever, right? Right. We need both. One is just as important as the other one, and the, and the first time that we see that recorded in a book that women had value just like men had value was the things that Jesus was teaching us through his word. And I don't know why we got away from that other than the feminist people who are trying to declare an equality, which you, you can't have two different things and call them the same. And you, you talked about it last week when you're talking about equity. It's not, it, there is no, it can't be equity. Value-wise, yes, we're both just as valuable. But the things that we can and can't do are pretty much, you know, you, you don't want, why would you want to change that? Mm-hmm. For, for instance, a lady can get pregnant and give birth. 
a man cannot. Can we agree with that statement, please? Mm-hmm. I was listening. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to a dude the other day, and he said, "You know, we're we live in a society right now that will believe anything you tell them, and the way you know that is, is if you can ever get anyone, any human being, to say out loud that a man can be pregnant, which they are saying out loud these days." You're dealing with a bunch of people that are just so brainwashed and programmed that you'll never be able to convince them of any truth because they will actually say that a man can be pregnant. I read an article and uh, and it's on and Tucker Carlson had a monologue about it. And so I don't want to offend anyone too bad, but I do want to <laughs> shake them up enough so they can understand. And Tucker Carlson, this this article came out of the the Pink News. Come out of the pink news. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Says uh Fox News bigot Tucker Carlson goes on homophobic rant about Pete Booty Gig trying to breastfeed. Oh, that was a disgusting picture, dude. I saw that. He tried to bre- what? He this put- is the dude who's leading some stuff in our country right now. And so Tucker Carlson's comment that they have a problem with is uh uh, so he says, Tucker Carlson mocks Pete Booty Gig for taking paternity leave. Quote, paternity leave, they call it. Trying to figure out how to breastfeed. No word on how that went. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you how it went. It didn't. And no, I know how it didn't. It's because he's a man, right? He he puts on fake breasts. They, he wears this thing where they put milk in fake breasts, slaps it over himself, and then feeds his baby. That's what. It, that's the picture. And that's not toxic. Exactly. That is a mental disorder, people. Something ain't right about I, that. I like to listen to this guy. His name Ryan Mickler. He's he's got this podcast called Order of Man, and he said the way he describes it is there's a difference between a man and a male. And he said, uh, a man is the one that's going to, you know, take responsibility. That's going to, you know, like what we've already talked about. A male is just the gender. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's a lot of what we deal with. There's a lot of males out there that aren't really men. Well, that leads right into the next article that I found. And this is from the AP Associated Press, right? And the headline on their article, which was written, I mean, this is an older article, but it just shows how far we've come. This was back in the Donald Trump days. They hated Donald Trump because he was being a masculine male. Yeah. And it says, sex and gender aren't the same. Science says, excuse me, I forgot the most important two words. Yeah, man. Science says that sex and gender are not the same. And so they have these doctors. I wouldn't go to these doctors, by the way. These doctors are... It says anatomy at birth may be prompted, may be prompt, may, let's try this again. Anatomy at birth may prompt a check in the male or female box on the birth certificate, but to doctors and scientists, sex and gender aren't always the same. Really? Why why not? (laughs) Variations in gender identity is a normal part of human diversity. The American Academy of Pediatrics says, "This is kid, these are people that are looking after your kids. Here are some questions and answers about what we can uh, be sometimes blurry lines. These are blurry lines, so they can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl. <laughs> Feel, 
Robinson said it beautifully one time in his whatever that <laughs> podcast was. He said, y'all are having trouble deciding on if you're a boy or a girl. I can help you with that. Get you a full-length mirror. <laughs> take off all your clothes and stand in front of that mirror. And there you are. And then he said, now some of you boys are going to have to look a little harder than the others, but I promise you it's there. <laughs> and you'll be able to know the difference. But here's a question. Aren't sex and gender interchangeable terms? That's a question. You should, this is These are supposed to help you not be blurry. Okay. Oh. Yeah, don't be blurry. This is a question you need to ask yourself. The answer. Sex typically refers to the anatomy, while gender goes beyond biology. It <laughs> goes beyond biology. Yeah. The great beyond. Says, says oh Dr. Jason Rat- Rafferty, a pediatric and child psychiatrist. Well, I, I'll give you one thing. Uh, you know, I'm, it sounds like I'm making fun of the people. I, I have a compassion for them that you guys probably, a lot of people won't understand. Y'all might understand. But I understand that it, comes, it stems from a mental disability. Mm-hmm. I do understand that totally. All right, so that's that guy. Gender identity is more an inner sense of being male, female, or somewhere in between. What what is what's in between? I wouldn't even want to imagine you, what would be in between. You, you talk about uh, Crowder all the time. Do you ever heard him talk about this? He's got a he's got a thing. There's only two two genders. Change my mind. I think I've watched it. And one of the questions he asked is, "How many genders are there?" Nobody knows the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But they always say hundreds. It, well, they, <laughs> it, there's an infinite amount. It all depends on what you feel like that day. And he had one guy stand up one time. He says, I was born a male, but I identify as a a lesbian, female, binary, something. I mean, he had like a, it was a, a vegetable beef soup of whatever his identity was. You know, everything left over in the fridge, just throw it in. That's what I am. And Crowder was like, really? <laughs> how, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, and it all goes back to our starting points. And our starting point is in Genesis. Yeah. God yeah. created Adam. And before he created Eve, he taught him how to till the soil, taught him how to protect, taught him how to be the head. Mm-hmm. And then he brought Eve to him as a gift because he said it's not good that man should be alone. So he created him a helpmeet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that helpmeet, Jesus showed us how important that helpmeet is. He died for her. So that's our starting that's point. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Bible teaches that you should cherish your wife, not put her down, not love her. Love her like Christ loved the church. Christ gave his life for the church. I found a poem that I want to read. It's called A Man by Edgar Albert Guest. A man doesn't whine at his losses. A man doesn't whimper and fret or rail at the weight of his crosses and ask life to rear him a pet. A man doesn't grudgingly labor or look upon toil as a blight A man doesn't sneer at his neighbor or sneak from a cause that is right. A man doesn't sulk when another succeeds where his efforts have failed. 
doesn't keep all his praise for the brother whose glory is publicly hailed. And passed by the weak and the humble as though they were not of his clay, a man doesn't ceaselessly grumble when things are not going his way. A man looks on a woman as tender and gentle and stands at her side, at all times to guard and defend her and never to scorn or deride. A man looks on life as a mission to serve just so far as he can. A man holds his noblest ambition on earth is to live as a man. And I would add that uh, Christ is that example of a man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Whenever I read the Bible, I normally, whenever I'm looking specifically at manhood, I, I get pretty afraid because I know there's a lot of spots where I am failing. And one of the biggest things that scares me is the responsibility aspect. Because I can be responsible myself mm -hmm. for myself. My dad always taught me to be responsible for my own actions. But then being a responsible leader is being responsible for all the actions of the people that are under you. Yeah. You know, for example, yesterday I was working with some inflatables and I rolled up one incorrectly and I had two guys helping me and it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And my boss, he asked her, he shouted out who, who did this. I mean, you know, I raised my hand. I was like, it, it was me. And I was taking responsibility for my own actions. But then he was talking to one of the other guys telling him that he should know better. Uh, then roll it that way. And so I had to go over and I was like, Hey, it was my fault. I told him that I would take responsibility for all this. This is how I rolled it. It was all, and you know, that's easier to do. I, I feel like on a work based scale, but specifically when it comes to your home and your family and like the kids and the wife, you're responsible for all of that. And we talk about sometimes being the high priest of your family, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with the high priest. And I feel oftentimes like definitely many feminists don't realize all the responsibility that a biblical male has to, has to have. And I'd insert a biblical male, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, just all that, that kind of freaks me out. But then also at the same time, one thing that I think we need to keep in mind, which we've talked about, I'm not sure if in this group, but that Jesus wasn't a weak person. Many times in pictures we depict Jesus as someone who's really weak, you know, who's really kind and stuff like that. Jesus was, he was a bad-to-the-bone dude. And he didn't surround himself with a bunch of wimps either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. They come to pick Jesus up. Peter pulls out a sword and cuts the soldier's ear off. I mean, he won't. Mm-hmm. Peter was a rough dude, you know. And and what you're saying too, Andrew, a lot of that has to do with uh, you'll get past all that because you're, you're you're still young and you're still new in marriage. And there comes a point when that kind of changes. Believe it or not, I now realize we got grandkids, mm -hmm. and my wife surrounds herself with everybody's kids. Let me tell you something, dude. I'd rather have men's responsibility. Go work. to work every day. Absolutely. I could not do what she does. <laughs> That's I, why I, it's that, important that we're different. It, it is. Right. 
And it, I, I can't yep. do what she does. Mm-hmm. Cannot do it. You know, that's that is why it is important for us to be different. Mm-hmm. Why would yeah. you want the same thing of everything all the way across the board? It's a logical. It's an example in, in logic that's everywhere. If you just stop and think about it, like you mentioned video games earlier, mm-hmm. whenever you get into a video game, what do you have when you're like fighting? For instance, you got different characters, right? Yeah. You have different characters and you got to look through those and decide which one you want to be. And they have different stats and different abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's difference. They're not all the same. If everything was in the same, they wouldn't be options, right? Mm-hmm. We're made differently because we do different things. Men and women are different. We have different types of responsibilities. And that's the way God made it. Yeah. <laughs> I think according to the Bible, it's actually the man's responsibility to raise the kids. Train your kids. You're supposed to give them the principles which they base on, but there's also very specifics. Uh, older ladies are supposed to train younger ladies how to be ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you're talking about biblical principles, absolutely, it is the man's responsibility to pass along a basis for what life means, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to act. That's the reason why it's correction, mm-hmm. direction. But when it comes time to train a daughter to be a lady, mm-hmm. I don't want that job. Yeah. Right. Nicole's way better at that than I am. And so, um, Yeah. I thought it was funny. I did one of these articles had a question in it. It said, uh, "Can't a genetic test settle if someone is a male or a female?" What do you think the answer to that question is? Uh, well, the test is really simple, like what we just talked about with the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty simple. So I mean, if you be, want to give blood, I guess, sure, yeah, whatever. You need to. Yeah, if you really want to be poked with a needle, you know, you can. Here's the answer that the doctor gave: It is not likely we're going to find a magic transgender gene. you're kidding me yeah so it doesn't exist noting that a mix of genes chemicals and other factors contribute but is not well understood they they try so hard right you can't get remember now the title of this article was science says (laughs) science ain't said nothing that's a pretty absolute statement for a an absolute article or an unabsolute article. And you know, that was actually the last question on the whole article. Remember I told you one time you got to read the whole thing. This was boring. Cause you're reading through it. And you're like, what in the world are they talking about? Mm-hmm. They, uh, th- just recently they had the, uh, the climate change thing, you know, where that place where Joe Biden fell asleep and you know, all these people are talking about climate change. <laughs> this is a brand new article. I mean, this happened like one day ago, it says, is toxic masculinity the reason there are so many climate hesitant men? Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> you gotta be what in the world? <laughs> Look that that headline caught my attention. I had to read the article. Right? You know, I'm like, well, that's why are toxic males causing climate change? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I, man. I'll share it. You can read the whole thing. You'll be reading you and literally. Every paragraph that I read, I was like, what? Is is this, what? But I'm going to read one that I thought was the best. Well, I'll read you one one tweety. Here's a tweet from Men Engage Alliance. I wouldn't follow them if I were you. 
threats of climate change are not gender neutral. Huh? Okay, okay. Oh, wait, I don't understand that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means. But he said it because it's gender neutral and climate change, and those are hot topics. And so if you put those two words in a sentence, then you must be cool. You're woke. I guess. Yeah. Or a dope one. I don't know which one. Whatever we call it, whatever. Say or dope. Yeah. <laughs> You're a a dope, not dope. A dope. A dope. Yeah. I don't know what that one is, but it's because that's what the old people used to call dumb people. Oh, oh, a dope. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. And then the new people turned it into a drug, <laughs> oh. which then made them a dope. Then, <laughs> then after that, they turned it into being cool. Then cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you just have to drop the a. Yeah. Dope. You dope. <laughs> All right. Threats. Of climate change are not gender neutral. Gender analysis on climate change over the past three decades, and I had to stop. I was like, wait a minute. How do we do a gender analysis on climate change? But anyway, over the past three decades, they've been doing gender analysis on climate change. If you didn't know it, they have been. I didn't know it, but evidently it's a big study. Has brought to light that the, disproportionate, uh, the disproportionate effects of climate change on women's lives, especially those of lower-income women. I, I don't follow any of this. So uh, I'm, what, I'm it, lost, man. It, me too. I can't make sense of none of this. It, that's what I'm talking about. That's the whole point of reading this tweet out loud. I'm going to read it all in one thing because I interjected a lot of stuff and it may have confused so, more. Just so I can kind of get it straight as much as we all can. The climate's changing, and that's affecting poverty-level women. Right. Here we go. Threats of climate change are not gender neutral. Gender analysis on climate change over the past three decades have brought to light the disproportionate effects of climate change on women's lives, especially those of low-income women in the Global South setting. <laughs> and literally, this this <laughs> whole article is like that, and you read it, and you, you have to read it three or four times, and you're like, what? How how does that even relate? How do how do you study that? And so they actually they had a video that was showing about it. This little kid he was walking on a beach and like the waves were going over his feet, like the, the you know the water's rising. Yeah. Well, see that that that's that's false. Then if it was a little boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I said that. That was me. I'm okay. sorry, toxic masculinity guy. Anyway, that so that was a tweet, and then here's the uh, here's the paragraph that I want to read because I think it is hilarious. Okay, okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready. The solution, this the solution to the toxic masculinity causing additional climate change. Okay, okay. The solution has to be a nuanced one, and is not as simple as putting the blame squarely on the shoulders of men. In fact, experts say that would be. That would be counterproductive. Here's the expert. Katrine Van Der Heiden, a gender expert specialist in masculinity and climate change, says that men who stick to the traditional definition of masculinity are more likely to be dis, uh, disinclined to act for the planet. She explains. That was my first thing I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Here's a lady who is an expert in masculinity. And I'm just going to say it out loud. Say it. You can't be an expert in masculinity unless you is a male. I ain't an expert in feminine, femininity, femininity, yep. mm -hmm. because I ain't no female. I can't even begin to tell you yep. what happens in a female's body. Oh, I understand. But that I know that. what happens in a male's body. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. ain't got a clue. So off the bat, yep. 
to call yourself an expert in masculinity and be a woman, you're a liar. Yeah. You're wishful thinking. Go home. Try yep. something else. All right. So she explains this. The problem is not with men as such. Okay. I thought it was. We have many male allies who are willing to do their part. Instead, the root cause is in, is in patriarchal masculinity. And there are many names for this, including toxic masculinity. This is the funniest sentence in my that I've read the whole thing. Here we go. It is the traditional way of defining masculinity as everything that is not feminine. Yep. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. That's a great statement. And everything that is power and privilege that holds many men back. So masculinity used to be defined as not feminine. Man and female can't. They're supposed to be different, right? Yeah, just, that's pretty good. That's right. a good definition. Yeah, yeah. That's way to go, lady. So it's what I'm getting is gender need not be black and white unless it's dealing with the environment, or unless yeah, you're a woman <laughs> and you don't want anyone to say that you're not a woman because they can. Be. Just imagine this, for instance. What if Robin decided to become an expert? on women and Robin wrote an article because I'm an expert on women explaining the problem with women. How well do you think that article would go over with women? Like a lead balloon. <laughs> I think they'd take it well. Yeah, yeah. They'd take it pretty well. Yeah. I'm an expert, right? I'm yeah. an expert. Yeah. expert. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, well, here we have a lady expert on masculinity, and she's going to tell us uh, what's wrong with us, and that's that's great. Hands would collectively go to the hip. Like, said, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. But this whole climate thing, that's also, there's another lie. Look, look I'll give you the, the, the biggest thing that you can tell climate change is a lie. You ready? This is, I mean, it is no-brainer. How many uh, places on oceans have houses on the beach. Pretty much everywhere you go, right? Yeah. You can ride at the beach right now. There's a house on the beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. How many of those houses did people have to borrow money to put up or buy? Probably all of them. Probably a lot. Do you think that our financial institutions would loan that amount of money so that the ocean could rise in 10 years and wash them away. How long is a mortgage normally? 30. Uh-oh. It all uh -oh. depends on, on whether or not you live in topsail. Oh, they live in topsail. Yeah. Now, topsail, they get washed away. <laughs> yeah, but that's the island shifting, and the south end of the island is growing. That has nothing to do with the ocean rising. No. Every bit to do with, I mean, erosion. Mm -hmm. So go to Florida. If the banks were smart and they believed that climate change was real, there wouldn't be many people at all living in Florida. No. What's the high? There's not, I mean, Florida at its highest is not that high over sea level. If you look at a map of Florida, there's water all over the place. Mm -hmm. The financial institutions are not stupid. They're not going to invest their money in something that they know in 10 years is going to wash away. That would be dumb. Yeah. Climate change and gender. I don't know. I'm confused, man. I feel like I really need to get like super high 
Maybe I don't understand some of it. I don't know. Is that how they? Is that how they get it? <laughs> yeah, I think it comes down to a word that I got in high school, and I may not even use it right, but jargon. It's using big words to describe simple concepts, and in one one of the big ways that we see this is in the medical field. And whenever I got leukemia, we sat in front of a doctor, and he gave this big old spill using all these words, and we said, "All right, man." Break it down. What do we got? He's like, oh, you got chronic melogenous leukemia. We're like, okay, okay. Basically what he was using was he was using medical jargon that we couldn't follow and understand. And what the article that Robin just read was basically, I don't know what type of jargon it was, but there was a lot of jargon in it. And so for me, it's more of, you know, stop looking at what they're saying and looking at listening to them almost, which is Kind of a weird way to say it whenever... Trying to make sense out of nonsense? No. That's what it's like to me. I mean, it just... I don't I heard um, uh, recently had a conversation with a teenager. And an adult, adult teenager, you know. I don't know if they were 20 yet, but... And they said that, you know what the biggest problem... What what causes the biggest separation in the the, the age gap between, like, me and them is that... My he's that's what he said. My generation doesn't feel like we are heard, and so I ask a simple question: What do you have to say? Because I've been listening, mm-hmm. and I ain't heard nothing, right? And if they're going to say, if they're what they got, threats of climate change are not gender neutral. Gender analysis on climate change over the past three decades have brought to light the uh, disproportionate effects of climate change on women's lives, especially in low-income women. If that's what you got to say, there's no wonder nobody wants to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And that's jargon? Is that jargon? Is it it hot topics using the, uh, the, the, what do you call those words? Talking points? Yeah, there you go. You know how we sometimes say, look at my right hand so you don't see what the left is doing? Mm-hmm. The right hand is the jargon. It's like when you go to church and you're like, How's, how are you doing, buddy? And he's like, oh, man, the Lord has blessed me beyond my fields can handle. My barns are full. And I don't believe that. You're you're probably really hurting, you know? And you cut through all of their jargon and you know who they are. You can, you can see into them. So what would be cutting through the jargon of all this medical or whatever jargon was on that article, you know, it's not climate change. It's not any of that stuff. It's wanting to tear down the patriarchy of ma- of traditional manhood. To change the character of man, mm-hmm. social justice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to cipher through the jargon, mm. which is hard. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the, uh, I guess, I don't know how many years ago it was. It wasn't long ago. Gillette did the commercial Gillette used to be the best a man could get. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they went all sissified on everybody, and they said the best a man can be or something. And they had this commercial that came out, and it was, if that's what a man was, I don't want to be one. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so Nike's picked that up now. Nike has a new commercial about toxic masculinity. This was, a, And they started running it in June. And you can watch it. I'll post a link to it. But basically what happens is you got this old soccer ball on a field because sports now are toxic. And the soccer ball is doing what coaches usually do in sports. 
and it's making comments like, uh, nice guys finish last. There's no need. Uh, you know, everybody play hard. Give it your best. We got to win. You think like that. And so the commercial has this woke athlete that, you know, has been oppressed. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he gets to play soccer for a living. <laughs> so, so oppressed. <laughs> and while this uh, old, ragged, junky-looking soccer ball is saying all the things that a coach normally was, he comes up and kicks it away. And Nike says, there's no need for this ugly side to our beautiful game. Welcome to the new moral, to the new normal. Play new. That's their slogan. The uh, Play new. That kick sounded aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He kicked. That was aggressive. <laughs> Where's all this aggression coming from? <laughs> That's a stupid analogy, though. Isn't it dumb? So basically what you're saying is a soccer player should come up and kick a coach. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Why would you take the coach and switch it to a soccer ball? Just have a coach there and have this soccer player come up and tear his clothes off and beat him up and light the stadium on fire. Oh, wait a minute. We have that happening. We're just trying to put makeup on it. That's right. That's exactly what's happening. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all day. It did. The other thing that I thought was hilarious is because it was like, Nike is trying to take part of the Pound Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hashtag. I'm sorry. It's hashtag Me Too. Oh, Those man. people who come up with that hashtag obviously did not live in the 80s because that is a pound sign all day long. I don't care what you say. I it's, will never read it as hashtag. It, it's still on automated phone calls when you like your phone bill or whatever. Press pound. And, yeah, press pound. Yeah. It's the pound, not the hashtag. Yeah, and it's so still you know, called that. We're all about women's rights. Women have been molested and taken advantage of. Pound me too. <laughs> <laughs> really? This is the type of society. This is how much they think. Oh, there's so much backfiring. The look what <laughs> look what all this has done to women's sports. Really, it has. Every woman's record has been broken by a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all backfiring. You it's, to say there's no difference in gender or and you can be any way you want to be. If you're a male and you want to be a girl, go for it. Mm-hmm. It cannot. It does not. It is insanity, basically total insanity. The little the dude up there in Virginia who got arrested at the board meeting because they allowed a guy in a skirt to go into the girl's bathroom because at that time he identified as a girl. Those are the things that you run into when you stop acknowledging the fact and the truth that there are two genders and that the genders need to be different for a reason. One open door for a woman is a door slammed in the face of equality. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love that quote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being a man. Mm-mm. That's what I think. Maybe that's what drives me the craziest about this whole thing is that to say to be a man, to be a burly man, to be a dude with a beard and a belly, and to like to cut wood and use nails, and I mean, just do get dirty and go to work. That's there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's that could be good for some of these other you know the sissies. And there's nothing wrong with being a woman. There's nothing wrong with being a woman. Oh, I'm so thankful. Yeah, I don't I think, have to uh, live all this. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just really man. <laughs> I think we're really we're man. looking to to get the truth in all this. And uh, one of my favorite quotes 
It's from one of the one of great movies of all time, The Princess Bride. And in that, uh, the the man in black, he said, "We are men of action. Lies do not become us." <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah. He he was very manly, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of movies, just to everybody out there, you need to watch out what your kids watch. This is true. The regular television, we quit watching regular TV a long time ago because normal sitcom shows make men not to be big doofuses or... Mm-hmm. Queer, right? Mm-hmm. Soft, feminine men, dummies. I mean, it's all it's all over the place. There is no. They got Tim the Two Man Taylor. They threw him off. I love that show, man! What a great show. He was two man. <laughs> and then that other show that he had right after that, what was it called? That they they actually brought it back. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, I don't watch it, so I I, I don't know up to it. But uh, yesterday or the day before, we sat down. Or lunch and we say well we'll just we'll turn the tv on for like five minutes we turned it over to the news just to see what was happening in the world and it was a conservative news channel so we weren't being indoctrinated with all this there's fourteen thousand genders or anything we were getting some what, what is happening but it was on television nonetheless and so when the commercials came on i thought to myself what in the what is going on i Seven-year-old little girl, there is no way I would let her watch regular television if that's the type of commercials that show all the time. Mm-hmm. No way. And you're like, well, is that bad of me as a parent? No, that's me being a man. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says a man guards his family from lies and deceit, from sin. You got to protect them from those sorts of attacks. And, it, you know, it is it is not a... We, we do have a free will and we can make choices. It has absolutely nothing with me trying to suppress her feminism. It has absolutely nothing with me trying to say, well, you're trying to decide for her if she is a girl or a boy and we have to wait until she gets older so she can make a decision for herself. What? what no. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely asinine to make comments like that. Total asinine. Mm-hmm. What type of mental disorder do you have to have to be a woman Know you're a woman, but then at the same time, look at someone and say, "Well, but if you if you're a girl and you feel like you need to be a boy, that's okay." Mm-hmm. That's abuse, isn't it? Is that is that abuse? If I, I mean, to me, it's abuse. Hormone blockers that they're trying to give kids now as they're young to block the hormones that naturally occur in their body, so that they cannot go through puberty until they make the decision on what gender they want to be. What? That's pushing them in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. You stop it. Yeah. Are we really going to say that God made that mistake? Is that what they want to say? They don't care. They don't believe in him. I have people that I know that have been past clients that claim the name of Jesus and be a Christian and will tell you that love is love. And sometimes there are men or women that are trapped in the other type of body. I don't understand the whole love is love, like, thought line 
Because if you want to go with that thought line, yeah, I can go with that thought line. And God created a place to where you do not have to dwell with him. He loves you so much, he created a place you don't have to dwell with him. He's not going to force you to be with him. That place is called hell. Mm -hmm. That is love. (laughs) You know, so if you want to say love is love, okay. There's some parents that have to give their kids shot that are really painful. But if they don't, their kid will probably die. Like, kids, I I don't know what it's called, but something with their kid's sugar or something like that. Insulin. Diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. The shot hurts. But if he doesn't. You know, I wonder if he's just like, love is love. I'm not going to make you give this shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I hate love is love. That's stupid. Yep. I think sometimes, though, what stems from feminism is a misunderstanding of the woman's role. Because the woman's role is actually super powerful when you think about it. Woman's role is fantastic. Why would you want to take away from that? Kind of what David was talking about. Like, it is super Super strong. I was listening to uh, one philosopher one time, and his name was Jordan Peterson. And he brought up old Disney movies, in which a lot of feminists, I guess, at that time were like, look at Beauty and the Beast of how this patriarch just completely destroys everything, and it's it's the end of the story. This is such a manly movie. And I thought about it to myself. I was like, you know, maybe they have a point. But then Jordan Peterson started breaking breaking it down, and he was like, well, think about the movie. You know, there's a man that is completely alone, and he destroys everything. Nobody can beat him except the beauty. The beauty comes in, tames the beast, and now he becomes a man, and he's livable and acceptable in society again. Like, I... The only thing that was stronger than the beast was the beauty. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of yeah. their role, too. I mean, they mm-hmm. are the queen bee, so they're in charge of the attitude of what's inside the house. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Guardian wrote an article, and I don't have it up here, but I'll find it. I read it this week, too, and it was about the Marvel movies. And it said that toxic masculinity was being revealed in the Marvel movies and that the writers of the Marvel movies was doing something about it. And it was given examples of, for example, Tony Stark. Iron Man, very cocky, arrogant, masculine, womanizing man, very proud of himself and all his accomplishments, was going to save the world by making a computer-type system that would guard the world from alien invasion, Mm -hmm. but he never thought about it, advancing beyond human intelligence and turning on him, and it brought him back to reality, which was exactly what Pepper's Told him what happened. <laughs> and then they said, Dr. Strange. They interviewed the not dude. Dr. Strange. I love I know. Not, <laughs> not Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange starts off arrogant, cocky, doctor, best in his class, can do anything, don't need you to tell me nothing until crashes and burns. Hands are ruined. And now it humbled him back to the spot where he realized that the lady who taught him everything was smarter than him. First off, I don't know if she taught him everything. She was just a colleague. No, 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 no. Not the worker lady. The 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 ball-headed lady. Oh, the ball-headed lady. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The ball-headed lady. The ancient one. The ancient one. Not Run that I know that. Salvation. that just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so it's starting to happen. And it, what the Guardian said was, as the Marvel movies continue, because I think they've got some more in the plan. He said, they said just watch out because it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. You know, they got uh, Superman comics now where he's queer. I was very disappointed. To be Superman's son, I think. Isn't it supposed to be his son? I don't know who it is. I don't know. Is it his son or his daughter, or is it both? I'm done with At it. At the same time. I don't know. Well, can't be Superman anymore. It's got to be like super gay or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gender binary neutral something. It's super gender binary neutral. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Whenever I think about it, and this is the last thing I'll say, but if I was a woman... I would want to be married to a alpha male, if that makes any sense. Because you get it, it makes it, sense. It, you get what you want. You're There's, protected from other people. Like it's super great. Like you, you can get what you want. You're protected. You know, taken care of. Taken care of. Well, this is why we have don't such have to a worry high, about it. High divorce rates and unsatisfactory marriages and stuff is because you got feminism showing up. It will not allow the man in a marriage to be the man. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. I just. I will be honest with you. I've been through a divorce. You've been through a divorce, Dave. When you were in the first marriage with the divorced lady, would she allow you to be the man, or did she try to be the man and rule everything? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's how mine turned out. It was it, you were not allowed to do things that a man does to be able to look after stuff. It was a total question of your masculinity, and so you know what I did as a man. I sat down and I did absolutely nothing, and I dared somebody to try to make me do something, mm-hmm. and because I'm a man, you couldn't, and it ruined everything. I'm not saying that's right because that's probably very wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if you you take a lady who thinks that she's a feminist, she's not gonna call herself that. Mm-hmm. But she's a feminist. If you would allow her to experience the marriage as God wrote it down in the Bible with a real man, mm-hmm. she changed her whole outlook on what she thought she really was. Yeah, they'd appreciate it, and that's what we lack. We lack men who are biblically based men. We need more of those who ain't afraid of the ladies to be a man up front because they'll they'll figure it out. Oh well, yeah, that that is actually better mm-hmm. than one that wears Pee Wee Herman suits and. Blouses. Men are wearing blouses now. What? What? Yep. When I was looking these these things up, I did notice there's a lot of women and younger women who are very disappointed that masculine males are on the decline because that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already you can't get what about you it. want from yep. a soft, sissified male. It's almost like misery loves company. You know, I'm a feminist that has. A really defeated husband. Instead of trying to change that and build my husband up, I'm just going to make everybody else as miserable as me. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know. to end it off, I'm going back to the Godfather. <laughs> you can act like a man. <laughs> don't you want to just slap some people and say you can just you can just act like a man? <laughs> oh man. You could really just keep going with this because there's a whole other aspect we hadn't covered is which James talks about says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Mm -hmm. A man is a doer. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a Tuesday night. Y'all ready for that? Don't skip again, man. Don't skip. again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you think? Thank you.
again for listening to the legal logic podcast if you want to know more as i said earlier take a look at our website we've got uh we've got study tools that you can learn more about these topics like why why do we believe the bible why is that our basis what is moral relativism what are what is your starting point take a look at those Uh, if you haven't already please leave us a rating and review Uh, it would be very helpful to get the word out what we're doing haven't already also please like and subscribe to the podcast channel whatever button you got to push to keep up with us thanks for listening and we look forward to you tuning in on the next episode